Hello, and my name is Pete Rushmer, and I'm your host today of A Half Dozen Things podcast. A Half Dozen Things is a podcast for business owners just like you. Whether you're an underdog hungry for success, or you're already smashing it, but want to continue to level up, we are here each week for you to get insight and learning from the very best in the business. No fluff, no BS, and no self-proclaimed gurus talking about how easy business or life is. Hello and welcome to uh, this slightly earlier lunchtime live, which is what I've called it, break and docky uh, at 11 o'clock. I'm slightly early on the call, uh, but here I am ready to ready to speak to people and uh, yeah, hope uh, hope you're well. Happy New Year to people who I haven't spoken to uh, certainly since the New Year. And I keep saying, when do you actually stop saying that? When do we stop saying Happy New Year to people? Anyway, that's not going to age very well when I end up getting this recording on the podcast. So uh, yeah, shrug my shoulders. The editor is going to be getting uh, getting frustrated with me. I always end up uh, affecting the the podcast in one way or another by uh, letting letting people realise when it happened. But here we are in January, and uh, do you know what? Because it is January, here's a timely timely session for me. I focused our uh, break sessions, certainly the lunchtime lives and today's coffee and docky break, um, around the fleet sector and the transport sector that we operate mostly in. However, today I wanted to. Uh, sort of reopen the discussion around mental health. Those of you that know me will know that I am also a mental health training instructor for mental health in the workplace and uh, that my business flagship partners, we offer mental health in the workplace training too. Um, I offer it and then also uh, we have an awesome trainer called Susie who who also offers it as well. Um, Martin's dropped into the chat. Hi Martin, hope you're well. Uh, long time no see since this morning. Uh, hope you're good. And uh, yeah, this session I wanted to really talk about and, and start to open up certainly this session and the next session today about anxiety and um, next session around depression last week I posted as we were sort of due back to work after the new year everyone had had an amazing uh, Christmas break certainly we, I'd had an amazing Christmas break really unwound phone hadn't rung everything was sort of very very relaxed and it was really really tricky uh, and felt very difficult getting back into uh, getting back into the office and getting back to work so I was feeling sort of really unre- uneasy about it and um, you know it, it sort of uh, it, it really sort of got me and uh, I noticed it and it really sort of affected me so I think if I feel like this and I posted about it on LinkedIn and I think a lot of other people felt that way too so I thought this was a really timely uh, situation to just talk about a bit about anxiety my understanding of anxiety and how it affects me um, whilst I'm a mental health instructor I'm not a counsellor if you you know if out of the out of listening to this you do need you know you feel like you do need some specialist support i certainly uh, recommend speaking to your gp about it hey susie yeah thank you for the mention you're you're amazing susie um i must get you on one of these soon um and um yeah and obviously yeah susie does a lot of uh, the mental health training for flagship and she's absolutely brilliant at what she does so i'm really pleased you're listening susie but yeah certainly around anxiety i think i can only really speak for sort of how i experience it and um you know i've not got severe symptoms I, I don't necessarily speak to the doctor although i would do recommend if if, if if it's really starting to affect your day-to-day life then that is something that you you probably do want to explore with your doctor and maybe get some additional support with but um i do uh what's called nlp that's how i've met susie as well through my nlp coach um and that's called neurolinguistic programming absolutely amazing there's other there's other techniques as well called cognitive behavioral therapy so cbt which is very closely linked and it's about changing the patterns about how we think and feel and then also behave and how we how we process how we how we manage things so um 
I've, I've invested money and spent a lot of time. In, 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 interestingly, actually, when I finish this, I'm off to go and see uh, Bevis, uh, Bevis Moynan, my NLP coach. Um, shout out to him. Maybe he's listening. I don't know. Um, but if he's not, um, oh, hi, Jane. Hi, Jane. Good to see you. Um, clapping away there. So, yeah, we're looking forward to... Um, uh, talking about this with with people and hopefully with my reach in the fleet sector and the transport sector we can get certainly guys talking a lot more about it because i think this affects affects us guys much more than we're willing to let on and we're willing to talk about it. so hopefully you know if i do my bit willing to talk about it then hopefully other people will as well so what is anxiety well generally speaking i think pretty much everyone will feel anxiety at some point in their life um you know it I was looking as part of the research, sort of looking at what the official the official wording on this stuff is. And uh, on the NHS site, you can do research around anxiety. You know, it makes you feel worried, uh, anxious about sitting an exam, medical test, maybe a job interview, all totally normal stuff. I felt anxious about coming on to do this here because I'm on a video camera, people can see me. I may say something stupid, which is those who know me is probably very likely. Um, you know, so I felt a level of anxiety there. And that's something from a day-to-day point of view that we all feel and it's perfectly normal. And at times it might affect us more than others. Um, however, people people sometimes get to a point where they really struggle to con- be able to control their worries and it really starts to affect their day-to-day life. Um, and at those times, those people may need more support. You may have them in your workplace. You may have people with those challenges that, you know, it's really starting to sort of take a hold and they're struggling from, um, rather than, you know, dealing with one uh, negative or anxious thought, the next one just comes straight after. And it's at those points that um, we need to be able to signpost people to additional support. Um, Certainly, Anxiety is a main symptom of several other conditions as well, including PTSD, um, social anxiety disorder, um, you know, other phobias as well. So um, it's important to sort of see the severity of that. But like I say, we will all feel anxiety from time to time. And one of the purposes for this session was to go, you know, do you know what, if you feel like that from time to time, here's some of the things that you can do, or here's some of the things I do, and it's helped me hugely, and it's helped help support me. But, um, you know, gen- general anxiety disorder, which is, um, you know, people could feel anxious like, most days, and they're really, really struggling, um, and they can't really remember the last time they feel relaxed, is what the NHS say. That That's when potentially you might need professional support from uh, from your GP initially. Um, I would say if people want to find out more about it, if it's affecting them, Every Mind Matters and Mind website, fantastic. Loads of great resources for people to go and have a look at, so I'd signpost that. Um, so, um, yeah, you know, hopefully I've sort of outlined when, when the right time is to go and get help. Um, and, um, you know, from a from a treatment point of view, I mentioned about CBT. Um, uh, talking therapies are absolutely fantastic. It may be that there's medication required sometimes. Sometimes GPs will um, administer med- medication. But certainly I think there's a lot we can do personally to, to help support ourselves. And uh, in preparing for this, I, I wrote down my five tips, five great tips for supporting your mental health and well-being and helping to reduce anxiety. So these, these are what works for me. These are my top five. So the first one, and I've kind of done it, it's like a derp is what the five are so you got one which is the ditch ditch the drugs alcohol caffeine nicotine and sugar so those that know me know that i've never really drunk i'm not much of a drinker i don't really enjoy it um i've never really taken drugs either but i love my caffeine i love a coffee i used to love a cigarette too and i also like a sugar too and um you know 
they're all sort of drugs that affect us one way or another. They affect the way we think, the way we feel. Um, so from an anxiety point of view, we, we want to look to try and um, essentially see how we can try and control those feelings, particularly when we start to feel anxious. How can we help help support ourselves to feel, feel, feel better? So um, I would say certainly anything that we can do around our physical well-being, because it's all totally linked in. Um, totally totally linked certainly the way we the choices we make and how we think how we feel and then and then how we act as well so ditching the drugs alcohol caffeine nicotine i'm not saying ditch caffeine full stop obviously have your coffee in the morning but look it's 11 o'clock and here i am with my fruity tea walking the talk i do enjoy fruit tea actually but like i said i do love a coffee i gave up cigarettes years and years ago now and I've, I've never looked back and I, I hate to be that person talking about smoking because I used to, I used to absolutely love it and um, I really really struggled to quit and I know it's really difficult but if you do smoke and you're thinking of quitting now's a you know it's a great time to get get going with that second one diet um, I um, and when I say that I don't necessarily mean going on a diet but from a food point of view it's really important you know if we're eating the fast food crap all the time then we're going to start feeling crap and um, that is then going to lead to potential challenges and and it won't support um, uh, our our mental health either so it's really really important that we eat lots of vegetables and fruit and try and eat as healthily as we possibly can um, and have a good relationship with food as well Um, you know I'm certainly guilty I've not had the best relationship with food when I feel stressed and I've realized through the investment I've made in sort of my personal development I've realized that I get stressed regularly I do things like this which are stressful you know I go and meet clients I carry out training there's nothing more anxiety inducing than going training I remember the first ever session that I ran I literally thought I was going to go to pieces I was sweating I stuttering I didn't know how on earth I was going to manage to, to, to cope delivering the training and one of the things I do when things get stressful is I, is, is I eat and I eat, choose to eat the wrong foods I eat what's readily available rather than what I plan to eat so um, I think uh, the second step is diet think about the diet um, the third one is exercise so this is really important one particularly for me uh, I love getting outside so I was up early this morning I was up at four I was doing some work I went and had a networking meeting and then I came back about nine-ish and the sun was coming up and I just got outside and went for a walk. I was feeling a bit anxious about doing this session, being honest. Um, and it but gave me the opportunity to think and, and what have you. The sun sun was coming up, sun was coming out and it was absolutely lovely and um, took the dog out and it was absolutely, absolutely brilliant. So I do recommend getting out, doing some exercise, no matter what your physical condition is. It's really, really important. You know, I... I do go to the gym and and exercise 45 minutes to an hour. I don't think it needs to be any more than that. But by exerting yourself, I think that that helps to keep you healthy. It helps things ticking over. And if things are really starting to bother me, there's nothing where nothing better to really clear my mind, get the good, um, you know, get the good chemicals in my brain pumping. The, the happy chemicals, the happy hormones, I call them. I'm not going to get sort of any more technical than that on this session, um, but those happy hormones will start pumping once you once you get on a bike or go for a run or whatever it is that you may do the the benefit that'll feel if you're feeling a bit anxious if you're feeling worrisome if something's bothering you um it's really good idea get out get exercise and exercise on a regular basis hi it's pete from flagship partners we're really proud to sponsor a half dozen things podcast at flagship partners we take road safety really seriously and we're your road safety partnership We help transport companies with compliance and training across their businesses, including first aid, driver CPC and other transport management services, 
So if your flaws are credited or you want to improve your operator compliance risk score, give flagship partners a call today. Basis. The fourth thing, and I'm, I'm really guilty of that. that um, so we've done um, drugs, alcohol, caffeine, etc. diet. Third is exercise. And the fourth one's rest um, and making sure we get a good level of sleep. You know, I've been guilty of, well, I've had less than six hours last night because I know I know because I got up before and I do measure these things. I try and make sure that I aim for at least seven hours personally, but you, some people will need more, some people will need less. Um, but really, really important to make sure that we get sleep and recovery. Um, and I've included in there around meditation as well. So particularly for the guys listening, I know that meditation from driver CPC training um, Yes, yeah, so Scott Hardiman's commented on LinkedIn. Thank you very much, mate. Uh, it's incredibly powerful getting out and about gym or outside. Totally agree. I think it's great to get in the gym um, and uh, like I said, getting outside and getting out and about, even if it's just for a walk, I think is is so great and it help, makes you feel so much better afterwards. Um, you know, even and, and Maggie, and whilst I talk about that, I'll go, I'll come back to rest in a minute. But whilst I talk about that, you know, even Maggie and I, we run a business together. We've got the family, we're married. It can be very, very stressful. And um, do you know what? Us getting outside and going for a walk, which we managed to do between Christmas and New Year, we were able to talk about all sorts of stuff. And, and it, it, from a relationship point of view, I think if you're, if you're having a challenges, um, you know, and she'll be fine with that. Um, you know, getting out and getting for a walk, having a conversation is really good. So I recommend we do that more, particularly in the workplace as well. Why not have our one-to-ones on a walk? Why not get out and have a, have a walk together and get out and see the sunshine during the day? Particularly this time of year, it's dark for most people who keep office hours. It's dark when we leave. It's dark when we get home. The best days, are, the best part of the day is spent in the office, potentially get out of the office where you can get out, get some fresh air i encourage all employers to try and get people out and encourage people to take breaks and, and take their lunches and take their breaks and get outside as well um because it's vitally important that we do that during the day you know that's that's the way we wired up anyway back on to uh, rest meditation um i know that that might feel like a dirty word for some people particularly when i talk about it in private cpc um sometimes i get snorted at and sniggered at and that kind of thing do you know what i don't care um i think it's really really important um and it's a really really great thing it doesn't necessarily you don't need to have incense and candles and all the other stuff if, if you choose not to but you know all i all i suggest particularly for um drivers who might be struggling to sleep it's so important to to their role in the logistics sector and if they're struggling to sleep they're in the cab they're on a busy road you know they're getting interrupted those kinds of things i think having that break before we go to sleep and having that routine is really really important that's something that certainly worked for me um having um, a routine before bed so reducing the caffeine later in the day um making sure that uh, i don't just switch the tv off and try and go to sleep because that's not going to work um I try and limit the news um, and, and just things that can keep keep me mindful. I'll listen to music. I'll listen to guided meditation. I'll listen to YouTube videos around meditation and those kinds of things to help me to fall asleep. And I find that I wake up much more relaxed and, um, and ready for the day, which I think is really, really important, particularly when we talk about anxiety. And then the fifth one, the fifth one's a little bit uh, left field, and that's more around personal development how important that is and um i've included in that fifth one because otherwise we'll end up with a list of stuff right but from a personal development point of view i think it's so important for us to seek to understand what makes us be the way we are 
So what is that pattern that I'm running? Why, when that happens, do I feel like this and starting to recognize those things and learning and reading more about emotional intelligence and understanding ourselves more. But also what I've included in there is around having a narrowness of our focus. So all the time we try to be all things to all people um, and people can get hold of us numerous ways. Um, and I think one of the things I've learned on the personal development journey is I can't be all things to all people. I can't support everyone all the time. People can get hold of me by the phone, text, WhatsApp, Facebook Messenger, LinkedIn Messenger um, at any time of the day. And I can allow myself to be available for all of those things. Um, and actually, you, you can't be all of those things and you can't do all of those things. And, and it's just really, really tiring. So um, a narrowness of focus and having specific time where you focus on different tasks can really help and support. And that can help quell uh, anxiety, particularly if you're a very, very busy person. Um, I think that you can start to worry about different things that are coming up. And um, if you've got lots and lots of things going on, it, it makes you very vulnerable to getting agitated, to, um, yeah, various physical conditions that, 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 that may come off the back of that. So, um, yeah, get the reading done. <laughs> Listen, learn more about it. Uh, get yourself on a mental health training course um, or, or read books. There's loads of great books out there. Get your subscription to Audible and listen listen into those uh, those things as well. Uh, really recommend Deepak Chopra. He's really sort of changed things for me from a, uh, from a well-being point of view. Um, and, and do you know what? I didn't realise he's mates with 50 Cent. How cool is that? He's got to be pretty cool. Deepak Chopra and 50 Cent. Need I say anymore? So, um, you know, times times that I sort of feel anxious when I've got to go and speak, when I've got to go and do training, you know, I get that feeling too. And I think one of the things for personal development is you start to realise and understand what's, what's helpful and what's unhelpful. So, for example, last week when I was feeling anxious about coming back to work, having had a nice break over Christmas, what was it that was making me feel anxious and, and what was helpful and unhelpful? So, you know, the unhelpful stuff that you may do, may do about catastrophizing, um, you know, being mocked, what's the worst that can happen? Um, you know, me, me sitting on here, I felt really uncomfortable even saying the word meditation, right? I felt really anxious about saying that word because I was feared of being mocked, but actually, I know it's the right thing to do, so I've got to have the courage. Um, it's an unhelpful thing for me to feel uncertain about that. Um, you know, you might feel, if you're training, you might feel that, uh, you know, that someone might ask you something you don't know how to do. And also, I think for the people who may listen to this who are managers, your team may feel like that. So it may be that they feel like they don't know the answer to something or it might be that they haven't had enough training or development. And it's so vital that we invest in those things and invest in our people to help develop and train them because they're so, um, so important. Um, and then, but there are helpful things that comes off the back of understanding and realizing how we feel a certain way and listening to ourselves. So, you know, the helpful things are when I feel anxious, I feel more alert, I think more quickly. Um, you know, and sometimes you might get that nagging doubt. You know, what's that nagging doubt? And that that could be helpful because it's telling you where you're underprepared for something. And um, I think those are the things that we need to listen to. And it's kind of just managing managing the noise around around our heads because they're busy old places and there's social media and there's people like me on there telling saying stuff. Um, Scott, another comment from you. Thank you. Great stuff for me. The most changes I see is in awareness is developed. It's our thoughts that dictate our actions and steps. Yeah, absolutely. So one of the big, big things for me is that 
there's only two things that we can control and this is particularly around anxiety and stuff because I've seen it I've seen it with my family and I, I come from I come from a family of warriors I've grown up around this stuff um, and um, certainly doing the NLP has helped me realize that there's only two things I control and when I see other people getting flustered about stuff now you know there's been a real change and I just think we just need to keep it simple there's two things you control one's your thoughts and the other's your actions and that's it that's all we can control our thoughts and our actions for us and for no one else and um, once we sort of narrow our focus to understand those things um, that certainly for me that's made a big difference to um, to reducing my anxiety anyway so whistle stop tour 20 minute quick video live um hope you've enjoyed your your tea break i'm going to finish my tea now because i've just stopped can't stop chatting and um yeah i hope you've enjoyed it if you've got any thoughts please jo join the conversation drop a comment in um and next week i'm going to be back uh talking a bit more about depression but um yeah and and depressing thoughts so hopefully i'll keep that light and uh, and it'll be interesting for people if you don't know a lot about this stuff, then hopefully just tuning in, doing a bit of research, listening in will help uh, help uh, you understand those things. And also, I think that, um, you know, raising awareness, making us comfortable to talk about it. One of the things I wrote down that I know I haven't spoken about, there's three reasons, three key reasons I talk about in training why men don't go and find additional support for their mental health. January's as good a time as any, right? Um, the first one is their awareness and that feeling like, People won't understand how you feel or what you think and the way you think. Um, I think from an awareness point of view, we really need to make sure that, and if you're thinking about mental health training in your workplace and thinking about the mental health, particularly of the, the male sector, is that we've really got to go, this is for you. This is for you. Because I think a lot of, um, a lot of people really struggle. A lot of men really struggle with, I'm not sure this is for me. Is this even for me? They don't understand me. This isn't for me. And I spent years feeling like that. Certainly, you know, um, those that know me knew knew how poorly I was in my twenties, and and over the years, I I didn't really understand what it was that was affecting me. Um, and the other, you know, the second reason is the weakness. Understanding like asking for help isn't a sign of weakness; it's a sign of strength. So we need to reinforce that. Really reinforce that in workplaces. We're asking for help. Is a, sense, is a sign of strength and just reinforcing that. And then the third thing is that there's often a lot of masking around um, how we feel. And um, certainly as men, we'll mask stuff. So we'll maybe let a little bit out, but maybe not let the whole thing out. So we really need to get professional people involved where, where necessary. So um, yeah, those are the three, three things for me that I think we need to keep an eye out for. Hopefully the five areas that I suggested for personal, personally helping yourselves is useful too. And um, yeah, hope you've enjoyed it. Take care and I'll catch you next week. Bye-bye. I really hope you loved today's episode. And if you did, please make sure you subscribe and listen out for future episodes too. Please do share it across your social media channels. We hope to reach more and help more people. If you want to find out more about me, my name's Pete Rushmer. You'll find me across any social media channel and my business, Flagship Partners, and we're your partners in success across your business. Thank you. See you again soon.